Why must the youth fight against itself? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I'm Creepy Steve. Welcome to Ghost Town. You're listening to the specials in the background. And I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, Poetry for the People with Sandy. What's the official title? That's the subtitle, isn't it? Everyday poetry. Poetry for colon poetry for the people. I'm guessing there's a yeah, colon in there. Sounds like a colon. Well, I hope you enjoyed her show. She's uh newer to our program, carrying the torch from Mr. Harris, would you say? Yes. But you're 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 your own. Yeah, okay. Well she's off mic. I'll I'll quit asking her questions. <laughs> All right, I've got the psychedelic furs visiting today. In spirit, of course. That's why it's ghost town. They're my buddies, but they're all in spirit. <laughs> they're always visiting Ghost Town, but always in spirit. All right, I'm going to get into uh, a mix of songs that I dug up for the show today, and then uh, maybe in about 30 minutes, we'll get into the psychedelic furs. You're listening to Radio Free Nashville, WRFN LP Pasquo. I'm Creepy Steve. Three, five, oh, one, two, five, go! Weapons like came around I grew up not a changeling But when the first time around I could see all the weakness I could pick all the faults But I could see all the faintness Just a stick in your throat
I'm your man. That's the Denims from 65. The 45 single there for you. And before that, from 79, the Modettes with their single, White Mice. An all-female punk group from uh, London, mid-70s. And uh, starting off the show and the set, Joy Division. Their first single off their early and ideal for living EP. That was Warsaw. Warsaw. I think that's in uh, re- um, reference to the city in Poland that uh, experienced some uh, some terrible things during World War II. I won't go into the whole history right now. We've got some more music to play, but look it up. I encourage you for education. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to p- play a couple from Iggy Pop, his solo career. Um, I don't know if everybody knows that he co-wrote the song China Girl with David Bowie and actually released his first on his uh, album The Idiot. And uh, Bowie later released his on Let's Dance and uh, definitely boosted uh, um, royalties for uh, Iggy for the songwriting. So that was cool. Um, You've likely heard Bowie's China Girl. Now you get to hear Iggy's. You're in Ghost Town. Should 
of a dead cherry brown My heart smiles and never frowns Soon I will be president Got a power of suit away I will be scarer one day I will command all of you You kids are meditating in school You kids are meditating in school Dead Kennedys in Ghost Town. Thanks, fellas. That's California Uber Alice from the 1979 45-inch single. Dead Kennedys there for ya. Also, a couple of songs from Iggy Pop. You heard Success. That's a fun one off of Lust for Life. You can hear Bowie all over that one. Musically and backing vocals. Uh, the Idiot also, uh, I'm sorry, China Girl off The Idiot. And that was uh, another Iggy Pop tune in there for ya. Three songs set. Hope you enjoyed. I've got a couple more here for you, and then we're going to get into our featured guests today, the Psychedelic Furs. Uh, this is Devo off of an early EP, the Be Stiff EP. Early Devo. Be Stiff is the song. You're in Ghost Town, Radio Free Nashville.
All right. Jumping ahead to 1998 on that last one there. That was uh, the Murder City Devils out of Seattle. And you heard uh, Ready for More off the Empty Bottles Broken Hearts record. That's a good one. Those guys are great. All right. I think they they broke up, and I think they got back together and toured. I'm not sure if they're still active in that way, but uh, they're definitely active as far as all their recordings and live stuff. They've got a DVD also. Some pretty wild, wild stuff there. Okay. Our visitors have arrived. In spirit, of course, it is Ghost Town. Uh, from London, England. Formed in 1977, led by singer Richard Butler and his brother Tim on bass guitar. Uh, one of the many acts that spawned from the uh, British po- post-punk scene. Like a lot of the stuff I play on here, there's a theme. Uh, went through several phases. And uh, they hit really big in 1986 when they re-recorded the track Pretty in Pink for the John Hughes film of the same title. Uh, but that actually came out a few years earlier, but I'll get into that. All right, here is the first single, We Love You. It's off of the self-titled Psychedelic Furs debut album. Here they are now in Ghost Town on Radio Free Nashville. hanging with me, Creepy Steve, the Psychedelic Furs.
work, Richard. <laughs> You're all right. Duncan, hi. Why don't you uh, introduce everybody in the band yeah, here? Yeah, sure. Over here we got Roger on guitar. There's Roger. Back up here we got Vince, the handsome one. On Vince the on the drum. Hey, they like him, man. This is Tim up here. This is Richard's brother. Plays bass. Hi. Yeah. In the corner here we got Joe. <laughs> and you are? I'm Duncan. Duncan, and this is Richard. You all may notice. You all may notice that I'm holding Richard up. There's, that's for a very good reason. These guys are just finishing their first tour here in America. They have, uh, they're really pushing it today. They've been up, what, 36 hours, three days? What? Boston this morning, right? And just flew in from Boston to do the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, so they're on their last uh, straw for today. Why don't you tell us a little bit, though, about where you come from in England? We're all from London, basically. Yeah, um, yeah north and south, just around, around the city. Yeah. Why are we hearing so much from uh, British rock groups these days? We, we, it's, it's, it's called the British Invasion in this country. It's influencing a lot of rock and roll groups here. I don't know. You could have, that's probably the, the hardest question you could have asked, you know, without us being insulting to anybody else. <laughs> no, I well, don't know. Fifteen this, years ago, with, with the advent of the Beatles and some yeah, other groups around that time, 60, well. middle 60s, it was happening then. Yeah. Why do you suppose it's happening now? It's just now? a weird environment in London, you know. It just it sort of propagates a lot of, a lot of stranger acts. People are going different ways. It's, you know, it's just are you odd. aware of the influence of the British rock people on the American groups? Do you, do you see it in the music that you I wouldn't hear? say we've noticed it yet, but I know it's going to happen, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, why don't we uh, hear another song from these guys and then uh, shoo them away so they can get to bed. What do you say? Richard Butler of the Psychedelic Furs there on a TV interview and performance. They were initially called RKO and then Radio. Uh, and then they toggled between the two names, the Europeans and the Psychedelic Furs. And they actually played gigs under both of those names before permanently settling on the, the Psychedelic Furs. Um, Butler and his brother, um, Tim Butler, who played bass, uh, added a few more members to their band lineup. Uh, Duncan Kilburn on sax, Paul Wilson drums, and Roger Morris on guitars. And by 79, this lineup expanded um, to a sextet. They added Vince Eli, who replaced Wilson on drums, and then an additional guitar player in John Ashton. Um, their self-titled album was released in 1980, produced by Steve Lillywhite, and it quickly established the band on radio in Europe and was number 18 on the UK albums chart. Going to keep it going with this one. It's the psychedelic furs right in ghost town. Here's sister Europe. Sister of mine, 
That's the Psychedelic Furs with Sister Europe. That's the debut album by the London post-punk band. Didn't quite find success in the U.S. with that release, but they did, however, on their follow-up, Talk, 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 which was released in 1981. And it found its way into the U.S. 200 chart. 
And it's it also uh, produced the single Pretty in Pink. I'll get into that in a few. First, here's uh, Mr. Jones in Ghost Town.
to be honest, when you first start out, you, you're just a result of all your influences, and it's like nothing, you, you know, music doesn't appear out of thin air. We were definitely influenced by the Velvet Underground because of that driving mm. sort of, you know, I mean, we still drive along, and that came from the Velvet Underground, I guess, originally. And uh, first of all, you're just a result of your influences, and then as you make one album, you look at, you start to look at your own work and improve on that. So really, influences become... Uh, redundant after a while because you're looking more at your own music and improving the direction it's gone in yourself so i, d I don't look around i mean that honestly <laughs> isn't one person that i sit and play an album by and go god that's brilliant that's brilliant <laughs> you know it's like you develop your own kind of taste to do with your own music after a while Try. They just wanna suck you into me 
and you also came up with a pretty in pink thing, didn't you, with the film? Now, didn't you have? Didn't you sort of reel back in shock and terror when you saw <laughs> this movie being released called Pretty in Pink? Didn't well, you, didn't you have? Didn't you say? But that's my song. Yeah, right. I did actually. I read about it in Rolling Stone, and I saw mm. a picture of Molly Ringwald walking around in a pink dress and saying she was making a film called Pretty in Pink. And I called Les, our manager, and said. They can't do that. That's a rip-off. We've got to yeah. be able to sue them. Yeah. And he called up uh, our publishing people in L.A. and they said, oh, well, actually, we sold them the title. So <laughs> they'd done it above board. They'd just, you know, forgotten to tell us about and it. And then they invited you to be involved. Yeah, well, first of all, because the, uh, because the soundtrack was released on A&M, they were going to get a different band to do it. And I think there was talk about Asia doing it or something oh, like that. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? Horrendous. Yeah, really. But, um, we, you know, Columbia were pretty good about it and, you know, we managed to get it cleared up and, uh, you know, it did us a lot of good, I think. So why did you, rather than just put the other one, the other version of Talk, Talk, Talk onto that film, why did you re-record it? We were pig-headed and we wanted to try and make it sound better and I think we failed, you know, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think the I original's think, got more spirit. Actually, you, you know, know, with the greatest of respect, I think it did. <laughs> I mean, they're not that different. It's just the spirit yeah. of the original one is, original is stronger. One. Whereas we went in and we were trying to get better drum sound, la di da, and mm. you know it doesn't come off as strongly.
There you have it, Pretty in Pink, the original version recorded in 1981 for the album Talk, Talk, Talk. That's the Psychedelic Furs. And also in there from the same record, you heard Dumb Waiters and also Mr. Jones kicked off the set there. And I've got one more for you here off of Talk, Talk, Talk. And then we're going to get right into the next album here in Ghost Town. You're hanging with Creepy Steve. It's Radio Free Nashville, and it's a beautiful day. Am I wrong? Into you like a train. Into you like a train. It's the Psychedelic Furs on Radio Free Nashville.
from the album Talk Talk Talk. That's the psychedelic furs with Into You Like a Train. Wrapping it up for that album. This is WRFN LP Pasquo, Radio Free Nashville. You're hanging in Ghost Town with me, Creepy Steve. All right, 1982, the psychedelic furs were reduced to a four-piece with the departures of Morris and Kilburn. And they moved to the U.S. in search of a producer. They wanted a new sound for their next album. They found it in Todd Rundgren in Woodstock, New York. And they put together the album Forever Now. And it uh, um, included the hit single, which became another UK chart entry and also their first US Hot 100 charting single. Here it is now, The Psychedelic Furs.
I alluded to the fact that you never stay home. Do you have a home? Uh, yeah, but I have to sublet mine. We're away <laughs> too much. Do you ever get to see it? Yeah, occasionally. Now, by the time this show airs, you will have just returned from Japan. You travel all over the world. What happens when you get to England? Do they accept you there still? Yeah. Have they lost you to the rest of the world? I think we've lost ourselves to the rest of the world. Is there ever a point in your life when you say, I can't do this anymore, travel? This morning. This morning at, at, at 9 o'clock, yes. Uh, was it 8 when you got out? What time do you normally sleep to? Uh, about one, two. Somewhere. One or two in the afternoon. Go to bed at what hour? Um, about three, four. Three or four. It's a good, clean, healthy life you lead, obviously. Do you, is there ever a moment when you have time for yourselves? Do you, do you read or swim or jump out of airplanes or anything? Uh, read and swim. Really? In all honesty? You take vacations? Yeah? Every, every year or so. Every, every year or so. How many, how many days will you be traveling? We've uh, got another two and a half months over in America when we get back and we've got to do another album when will the album take place do you know that information about November October November October we thank you so very much you can all go home and rest now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen please thank the psychedelic first
CD player too, the problem child of the bunch. Having some difficulty there, cutting out a bit. My apologies for CD player two, since it can't speak for itself. But don't worry, I'm giving it the evil stare right now, going back to CD player one and continuing with the psychedelic furs and ghost town. It's Radio Free Nashville.
The Psychedelic Furs with Run and Run, off of the album Forever Now. Also from the same album you heard that um, you heard <laughs> you heard but yeah you heard Danger and also Love My Way kicked off the set and also that wraps it up for Forever Now. Moving on to the next one after uh, Forever Now, Eli left the band and uh, Phil Calvert played the drums on their subsequent tour. But he left before the recording of their 1984 album, Mirror Moves. And this was produced by Keith Forsey. He also programmed the drums and became the band's permanent drummer at that point. And um, let's see, by the mid-80s, the uh, Psychedelic Furs are very popular on U.S. college and modern rock radio stations. And uh, as you've already heard, if you've been listening to the show in 1986, the, new, the newly recorded version of Pretty in Pink for the soundtrack of the film of the same name um, was their biggest hit at that time in the U.S. and I believe their biggest hit of all time in the U.K. Big deal. Big stuff. These guys uh, had their peak. And uh, here's the album they released at that time in 1984. The first track, Heaven, you're right in Ghost Town with Creepy Steve and the Psychedelic Furs. All right, that's no bueno. One day I'll uh, get my stuff together, people. I don't promise that, but it's, uh, I promise to try.
where do you start when you're writing a song? The music or the lyrics? Music, really. These more and more these days, it seems to be that Tim and I will work out some ideas, and John will work out some ideas, and we, we get our heads together and dump it all. How important is it to you to have your lyrics understood? The ones on this album are much simpler, and I think the ones on uh, Mirror Moves were a lot simpler as well. If you go way back to the early albums, they weren't really supposed to be understood. It wasn't like you're supposed to be able to listen to it and say, yeah, this is about that after you've heard it. It's just a s series of pictures and feelings, and you know, I could make a statement in one line, then go and make a completely different statement in the next line. And Recently, the last uh, two albums you've received some more commercial airplay, whereas in the beginning, at least in the Cleveland area, you were getting a lot of college airplay. How, how do you feel about the crossover? Well, it's good for us, uh, but the, the first albums weren't designed to be commercial. We never thought they would be commercial. It's not like nobody picked up on it. It's like they weren't intended for that, and we weren't really interested in that at that time. Can you go into more detail on where you've studied? I, start, I went to art school because I didn't want to get a real job and I couldn't bear the thought of going out into the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Same reason everybody else went. <laughs> you didn't want the dust job, no suit and tie. No. How does the visuals coincide with the music? It doesn't really. It's two, it's two totally different things. I mean, I help out. I you know, always have a hand in doing the artwork for um, record covers and that, but that's as far as that part of it goes.
some of your songs about people that you knew in the past because I know you're a Surrey lad and art school and everything you meet a lot of girls all, and all that, that. Get anything, influenced. anything not to get a job <laughs> yeah yeah but um, no not really I don't I'll never sit down and actually say I'm gonna write a song about this and then start writing it's always that I start writing first and just pick up phrases I like and start putting them together and then they start making sense and they suggest something to write about rather than me thinking about it which is always it feels like, to me, a more honest way of doing it. If I'm to sit down and say, right, I'm going to write a boy-girl song, you know, it's like I might be feeling really depressed, but I'm, you know, writing this trite whatever. Whereas if you do it the other way around and just start writing, what you're really feeling tends to come out. And, you know, the song takes form. And I can listen now to albums we've done from the past and know exactly what I was going through, exactly what was running through my head, just because I put it down on paper as it came. That's vocalist. Richard Butler of the Psychedelic Furs there. And you heard three songs off of their Mirror Moves album, released in 1984. Uh, the last one was High Wire Days, also The Ghost in You, and Heaven Kicked It Off. Uh, they were at the height of their success here in the mid-'80s. Again, after 1986, uh, Pretty in Pink success. Um, they felt like they were pressured to uh, hurry into the studio and release a follow-up. Um, and this was uh, Midnight to Midnight. And uh, the band did not feel comfortable about it. However, it had huge uh, commercial success. But I think that was their problem. I think they felt like they compromised their creativity a little bit or their artsy side uh, to uh, appeal to the masses a little bit more. But hey, I mean, ride the wave if the wave's going. You know, that's my attitude. Um, their biggest, uh, let's see. Oh, right. Let me read this quote to you. Richard Butler, he, he characterized the album as hollow, vapid and weak and uh yeah that kind of spells it out for you their attitude towards it but it did feature the hit single heartbreak beat which proved to be the first biggest top 40 entry into the u.s at that time and uh they switched drummers once again uh it was paul uh, garisto i think is how you pronounce it garisto garisto and saxophonist mars williams who both continue to tour with the band today all right i've got one last track for you of the psychedelic furs then a mix of songs leading up to the top of the hour. Make sure you stay tuned. Matt the Proud Man's here already. He's gearing up for uh, his show. Going to bring you RFN Weekend. So keep it going here at Radio Free Nashville. You're right in Ghost Town currently with the Psychedelic Furs. And uh, off of Midnight to Midnight, here's Heartbreak Beat. Dig it.
Wrapping it up with the psychedelic furs. Heartbreak beat from the album Midnight to Midnight. Thanks, fellas. My gratitude to you for hanging out with us today. <laughs> of course, they're here in spirit. That's why this is Ghost Town, people. Just go with it. Don't ask questions. All right, Radio Free Nashville. I've got a few more tracks to carry you up to the top of the hour. Matt the Prod Man's here. He's ready to go. Going to fire away with your favorite uh, hits that apparently you don't like to admit you like, but I always think it's great music, and I don't mind telling the next guy I think so. He does a great job. Make sure you stay tuned. He'll be with you for a couple hours after me. A few more tracks here. Uh, it's going to be uh, Echo and the Bunny Men up on deck. Come on up, fellas. I know you want to play your hit song, Rescue, from the album Crocodiles. Am I correct? Am I correct? Yes. Here we go. Ghost Town, Radio Free Nashville. I'm Creepy Steve.
That's The Cure from the first Peel Sessions they recorded with legendary BBC One Radio DJ John Peel. And uh, you heard Fire in Cairo also killing an Arab. And at the top of that set, Echo and the Bunnymen with Rescue off the Crocodiles LP. I think I have time left for a couple more. Gonna keep it going with The Cure right now. This is from the 1980 release, 17 Seconds of Forest. Right in Ghost Town, Radio Free Nashville. Thank you. 
All right, I'm going to fade this one a little early because I've got time for just one more. That's the cure with the forest off of 17 seconds. And right now to carry it out, stay tuned for RFN Weekend. I have off their Solid Gold sophomore release, it's Gang of Four, Outside the Trains Don't Run on Time. This is Creepy Steve signing off. Have a great rest of your weekend. Check back with me next week. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs>